welcome to Jen's Lore Corner, a podcast focused on the lore in the Diablo series of video games. This is Jen, and you are listening to Jen's Lore Corner. This is episode number 21. This one is titled, What Happened in Sanctuary? Sanctuary was created by an angel named Denarius, a demon named Lilith, and a group of renegade angels and demons who wanted to opt out of the eternal conflict. For a while, they believed they were safe. They thought that Sanctuary was hidden from both the angels and the demons, but what happened in Sanctuary didn't stay in Sanctuary. To summarize greatly, Sanctuary was created by Anarius, an angel, and Lilith, a demon, who no longer wanted to fight in the Eternal Conflict. They were assisted by other renegade angels and demons, and together pretty much committed blasphemy. They stole the World Stone and used it to create Sanctuary. There they believed they would be safe. Their assumption was that neither the angels nor the demons would be able to find Sanctuary. Lilith, who knew that Anarius was in love with her, wanted to give him children. They had one child, a son, whom they named Lenarian, a combination of his parents' names, Lilith, Anarius, Lenarian. Lenarian was the very first Nephilim. Lilith was now considered the mother of all the Nephilim. Other renegade angel and demon couples also had children together. Those kids were also part of the first generation of Nephilim. According to the Book of Cain, this first generation were eventually called the Ancients by future generations. The first generation of Nephilim included Lenarian, Bulkathos, Vasily, who was Bulkathos's younger brother, and Isu. Deckard Cain speculates that no one knows how many of the first Nephilim, or demigods, have been forgotten over time. The Nephilim were part angel and part demon. They were strong and had special abilities. Lilith might have viewed this unexpected situation as something useful. She may have wanted them to become her army. Anarius, on the other hand, was troubled by the strength of the Nephilim. There is a journal that players can pick up in Diablo III that is called A Testament of Anarius Part Seven. It provides some explanation about what Anarius was thinking. It says, When I see Lilith sleeping at my side, I'm filled with dark thoughts. My sins are real and I will surely pay for them. We live in peace for now, but it cannot last. They will come for me. But what of my great deeds? When I'm in torment, who will celebrate those? Who will remember Anarius? In short, Anarius was having mixed feelings about what he and Lilith created. On one hand, Anarius no longer believed that angels having children with demons was a good idea, This first generation of Nephilim were stronger and more powerful than their parents. 
Anarius thought it was possible that the power of the Nephilim would somehow attract the attention of both the high heavens and the burning hells. If sanctuary were found, both sides would consider the creation of these hybrid children and the theft of the world stone to be blasphemy. There was a price to pay, and it would be a high one. At the same time, Anarius desperately wanted there to be someone who would remember him for his great deeds. It sounds as though he strongly suspected that he would face torment over what he had done. He wanted the consolation that he would not be forgotten about. It is not clear how long Anarius kept these thoughts to himself before speaking to the other renegades about them. Eventually, he shared his thoughts. This brought conflict. Some of the renegades were convinced that their offspring should be destroyed, while others wanted them spared. Anarius called for a period of reflection where they each could think things through in solitude. According to the Book of Cain, followers of Anarius agreed to that plan. There probably were others who chose not to do so. Anarius, being an angel, was trying to create order. The renegade demons probably were more focused on chaos. It is possible that there were some angels who wanted to spare the Nephilim and some demons who wanted them slain. Meanwhile, the eternal conflict continued. The goal of this never-ending battle is to obtain the World Stone. The angels and the demons went to the Pandemonium Fortress and waged war. Each side hoped to win the World Stone. They would later lose it to their opponents. And so on, and so on. This time, to everyone's surprise, the World Stone was missing. It simply wasn't there. The angels were absolutely baffled by this. They thrived on order and had every expectation that the World Stone would be where it was supposed to be. The demons, who were beings of chaos, were not surprised. Creatures that thrive on chaos apparently are less shocked when faced with the unexpected. As such, some of them kept fighting. Mephisto, Lord of Hate, who is one of the three prime evils, was leading this particular battle. He noticed what his troops did not. There is an in-game journal that players can pick up in Diablo 3 called The Discovery of Sanctuary Part 1. It is from the viewpoint of Mephisto. He says, Cursed am I to lead an army of the blind. They do not perceive that the angels are fleeing this realm, and the ones they find are merely trapped or lost. A great change is upon us. Withdraw from the fields, my brothers. Some battles can only be won with words. Baal, Lord of Destruction, was also present at this battle. He shared his observations about the missing world stone with Mephisto. There's another journal you can pick up in Diablo 3 called The Discovery of Sanctuary Part 2. It is from Bale. Bale says, Enough of your idle speculation, Mephisto. I breached the fortress and saw it firsthand. The Worldstone is gone. The angels I killed knew nothing about it. But since you are so perceptive, maybe you remember who else has been missing. Lilith. We must find her, rip her limb from limb, take the Worldstone back. This seems like a valid response and definitely in character for Bale, who is the Lord of Destruction. Lilith is the daughter of Mephisto, Lord of Hatred. He also has a son named Lucian. One could reasonably assume that the Lord of Hatred hates his children. 
In the Book of Cain, Deckard Cain wrote that Lilith suffered from the hatred of her father from time immemorial and had long awaited an opportunity to rebel. It seems that Bale was able to put all of that together and assumed that Lilith stole the World Stone in an effort to anger her father. This was something that Mephisto apparently had not considered. The search for Lilith began. On Sanctuary, an event occurred that the Book of Cain calls The Purge. Deckard Cain included in his book an anonymously written text that was found uncatalogued in the Great Library of Chaldeum. Deckard Cain states that this tale, quote, strains credibility, end quote, but included it anyway because, quote, untangling myth from history is a tricky business. The text says, Lilith, the first mother of the Nephilim, was driven into a mad frenzy by the threat of her children's extinction. She morphed into a far more horrific form than any had ever seen, of tooth and claw, of spike and blade, and hunted down her fellow renegades. She ruthlessly murdered each and every follower of Anarius, leaving only him to discover the carnage she had wrought. Anarius was horrified by the loss of his comrades and the terrible deed that his lover had committed. Though enraged, he could not bring himself to kill Lilith but instead banished her from the sanctuary they had made. Anarius then attuned the world stone to cause the powers of the Nephilim to diminish over time. He then disappeared, though some say he still walks among us in a form more closely resembling our own. According to Diablo Wiki, Anarius banished Lilith to a place called the Void, it is described as an endless, empty realm where individuals can be trapped. The void is described as endless darkness, blacker than black and completely empty. Anarius then killed many of the Nephilim. Some survived. Lenarian, son of Lilith and Anarius, was still around. Lenarian gathered some of the other members of the first generation of Nephilim in an attempt to save them from his father's killing spree. Lenarian changed his name to Rothma, possibly in an attempt to separate himself from his parents. He values the balance between light and dark above all things. One could reasonably assume that he made an effort to avoid running into his father. Over time, the power of the Nephilim faded, due to Anarius tinkering with the World Stone. He may have believed that their reduced power meant that they would no longer attract the angels or the demons. Sanctuary was safe. That said, there is reason to believe that some of the original Nephilim who survived held on to their powers. They might not have been quite as strong as before, but they were not as weak as the later generations of Nephilim. Eventually, one of the humans decided to try and contact spirits. Jer Harash was a member of the Vizjeri Sorcerers. In short, he figured out a way to summon a demon. The Vizjeri clan decided that the existence of demons should be kept a secret. This decision didn't stop them from summoning more and more demons. One could reasonably assume that if enough demons went missing from the burning hells, their masters would take notice. I think this situation explains how and why the demons discovered Sanctuary before the angels did. They wanted their minions back. Of course, the primevals wanted to take advantage of this situation. 
according to the Book of Cain, Diablo, Mephisto, and Baal cast their influence upon mortal minds and twisted their ideas. This led to the formation of the Triune, or the Temple of the Triune. Humans who followed this religion believed they were worshipping three benevolent spirits, Dialon, spirit of determination, Mephis, spirit of love, and Bala, spirit of creation. They didn't know that they were actually worshipping Diablo, Mephisto, and Baal. The triune was led by Lucian, who was the son of Mephisto and Lilith's brother. The humans called Lucian the Primus. The demons of the primevals had established themselves in sanctuary. According to the Book of Cain, they kept that information to themselves and didn't share it with their lesser brethren. After learning about the existence of the Triune religion, Anarius recognized that the primevals were behind it. In response, he established the Cathedral of Light. He became the prophet and took on the form of a young, strikingly beautiful, human-looking man who never aged. He taught his followers a doctrine of tolerance, cooperation, and unity. Through this, Anarius may have believed he found a way to have his great deeds celebrated and to be remembered. This led to the Sin War, which actually started when the Triune and the Cathedral of Light religions were formed. The Primevals and Anarius were actively trying to influence the hearts and minds of the humans. Lilith, who had somehow escaped from the void, returned to Sanctuary. She took on the form of a human noblewoman and called herself Lilia. She seduced a farmer named Oldysian after he defended her from a priest who was representing the Cathedral of Light. Oldysian discovered that he had developed great powers. This happened because Lilith intentionally awakened those dormant powers. Of course, Oldysian didn't know she had done this. He also didn't know that Lilia was actually Lilith until later when that was revealed. Odysseus was strongly disliked by both the Triune and the Cathedral of Light. Both sides accused him of assassinating their members. Both sides wanted to find a way to make use of him or to destroy him. Odysseus helped other humans unlock their powers. He became the leader of a powerful group of mortal humans called the Edrium, who followed him unquestionably. To make a long story short, the Primus of the Triune disappeared causing it to fall into disarray. The Primus then returned, but Lucian did not. Lilith disguised herself as her brother and became the Primus. She set about destroying the main temple of the Triune from the inside. Inarius was able to recognize Lilith, and he banished her to the Void again. Inarius also banished Rathma to the Void sometime during the Sin War. Tregul tried to retrieve him, but Rothma was too far out of his reach. Mendelin, Odysseus' younger brother, who had met both Tregul and Rothma, was sent to get Rothma out of the void. From this, it sounds like Lilith and her son Rothma, or Linarius, were in the void at the same time. Odysseus' army then set out to fight against Anarius and the Cathedral of Light. Some significant things happened as this battle was waging. Odysseus and Anarius fought each other and turned out to be equally matched in power. Sanctuary shuddered as they collided. Tregul is a cosmic dragon who materialized in Sanctuary shortly after the Purge. He and Rothma had been assisting Ildysian. 
Tregel was no longer able to keep Sanctuary cloaked from the high heavens. This made it possible for the angels to find Sanctuary. The demons showed up shortly after that. The battle now had three separate sides, and each one wanted to slay the other two. The battle ends with a bang. The Book of Cain explains it this way. Aldysian realized that the power he and his Edrium possessed was tearing Sanctuary apart. It was too much, gained too quickly. He felt also that he was losing himself, that his Nephilim birthright was consuming his humanity. And he saw in that moment the potential for Nephilim power to do the same to all humankind. And so, in an act of the purest selflessness and sacrifice, which proved beyond a doubt that some humanity still remained within him, Aldysian brought the raging energies back into himself, then released them in one final time. The release of those energies negated his very being. The battle was over. The members of the Angiris Council and Mephisto spoke to each other about what could be considered the spoils of war. According to the Diablo wiki, Mephisto offered to let Sanctuary be untouched by either angel or demon, to see what the children, the human descendants of the Nephilim, may become on their own. An agreement was made between Mephisto and the Angiris Council that Mephisto would cast his mark on the ruins of the Cathedral of Light to seal the flux between the worlds. In exchange, Mephisto wanted to take Anarius as a prisoner of war. The Angiris Council agreed to that exchange. Anarius was right. The actions he had taken were considered blasphemy by not only the angels, but also the demons. Mephisto took Anarius to the burning hells, where he was tortured forever. It is unknown if Anarius found comfort in his belief that perhaps some of the followers of the prophet would remember him. The Angiris Council now had to figure out what should be done with the humans. Should the humans be allowed to live? They held a vote. Imperius, Archangel of Valor, voted to exterminate the humans. Oriel, Archangel of Hope, voted to allow the humans to live. There are in-game journals in Diablo 3 that players can pick up that explain Oriel's viewpoint of what happened in Sanctuary. To me, it sounds like these journals were written after the Injurious Council left Sanctuary and returned to the High Heavens. She wouldn't have had time to write them until then. The main purpose of these journals is to give the player some information about what happened in Sanctuary. The creation of Sanctuary Part 1 says, I knew Anarius long ago, when he was still among the angels, but he grew weary of battling the demons after a time, and he began to secretly conspire with demons in order to forge a peace. The demoness Lilith became his greatest ally in the Hells, and many other demons and angels joined the cause. The Creation of Sanctuary Part 2 says, After he gained a following, Anarius stole the sacred world stone and used it to create and conceal a world he called Sanctuary. Demons and angels alike fled there, and some of them, including Anarius and Lilith, fell in love. Many of these unions resulted in children. They were called the Nephilim. As I mentioned earlier, I don't think that Lilith was actually in love with Anarius, even though she knew Anarius was in love with her. Archangel Oriel does not appear to realize this. Maybe she hoped they were a happy couple. The Creation of Sanctuary Part 3 says, 
Anarius was alarmed when he realized that the Nephilim had the potential to surpass both angels and demons in power. He wished to limit their abilities, but Lilith demanded that they become her army. Their escalating conflict led to Sanctuary's discovery by the Demon Lords and the Angiris Council. How would Auriel know that Lilith wanted the Nephilim to become her army? It is possible that Anarius mentioned some of this some time after the battle ended and before Mephisto hauled him off to the Burning Hells. The last journal in this series is the creation of Sanctuary Part 4, which says, In the end, Lilith was banished and Anarius was given over to the demons, who have tortured him in the Hells ever since. Most of Anarius's followers were killed. Those who remained shared an even darker fate. Despite the tragedy, I believe the Nephilim may yet play a part in resolving the eternal conflict. Ethereal, Archangel of Fate, also voted to allow the humans to live. Players can find some of his journals in-game. These journals provide some insight into how the Archangel of Fate perceives the universe, for lack of a better word. The Destiny of the Nephilim Part 1, written by Archangel Ethereal, says... My scroll has shown me many things, beginnings, ends, and the endless chain of circumstances that bind them. I see no sunrise without seeing its sunset, no budding flower without its wilted ruin, no event without its appropriate and inevitable consequence. But there is one thing I cannot see, the Nephilim. The Destiny of the Nephilim Part 2 says... Angels and demons are bound to their natures. Demons are given to chaos and deceit. Angels to truth and order. That much is known. Some angels, like Anarius and Iswal, have fallen, but the seed of goodness remains within them like a fading star in the lonely night. The Nephilim alone have choice. The Destiny of the Nephilim Part 3 says, I know nothing of the Nephilim. My duties leave me no time to watch them, and I have no desire to follow Tyriel on his troubled path. But if the threads of fate should bring them here, how enlightening it would be! These creatures dwell outside the Order. They cannot fathom the freedom they possess. Archangel Oriel's journals evoke a feeling of sadness, as if she mourned the loss of her friend Denarius, but she feels hopeful about the Nephilim. Archangel Ethereal, on the other hand, isn't thinking about Anarius at all. Instead, he's very excited by the possibility for the Nephilim to one day visit the High Heavens. It doesn't sound like he wants to make friends with them, though. He wants to be enlightened by these beings that he cannot see within the Scrolls of Fate. Tyriel, Archangel of Justice, after considering the potential of the humans, voted to allow them to live. According to the Book of Cain, Tyriel had become fascinated with the humans, in them, he saw both the possibility for complete destruction to happen and the potential for hope. Malthiel, Archangel of Wisdom, abstained from voting. The result was a three-to-one vote to let the humans live. Before the Angiris Council left Sanctuary, they removed all memories of the Sin War and the events leading up to it from the minds of the humans. They were left to develop into whatever they would become. That was the agreement. Of course, the demons returned to Sanctuary from time to time, and some of the Angiris Council also made appearances. 
This brings us to the end of this episode of Jen's Lore Corner. Find more episodes on Book of Jen at bookofjen.net. <laughs>